Hello friends, this is Freddie Correa. I am on my way to Laughlin, Nevada. It's a little town, um, way smaller than Carson City, I would say, if you're familiar with Nevada cities. Um, it's a very small town, but it has way more resorts than Carson City. It probably has almost almost the same amount of resorts as Reno but it's tiny it's a tiny little resort area it was a town started I think it was less than 40 or 50 years ago not too long ago I could be wrong by the way and the guy that invented <laughs> invented who invents a city the guy that started or founded uh, Laughlin he's still alive his last name is Laughlin it's strange, huh? Like the city you live in, sometimes it's named after somebody that's dead already. That must be weird. Like this city is uh, Laughlin, and the guy that founded it, he probably still lives there. I think he's still alive. Maybe now, this is bro science right here. Even though it's not even science. Well, science does mean knowledge, so it's bro knowledge. There you go. Um, now, I wish I was not driving so I could pull over and fact check myself. <laughs> uh, from what I know, this is this is from what I know, from what I've heard. Pretend, pretend the internet doesn't exist and just take my word for granted. How about that? How about that? Huh? Um. Yeah, it's a beautiful drive, man. If you like driving in the desert or taking long drives, Vegas to Laughlin it's I wouldn't say it's exciting it's just desert but it's it's a nice drive I like driving in the desert it's peaceful um I like taking those long drives and I know a lot of people might be like oh it's boring it's just a straight road but I tend to like that more than driving in the mountains and hitting curve after curve you know I don't know maybe maybe because then I'm able to do a podcast while I uh, set my phone to record and just, you know, I'm hands-free, of course. I'm all about being safe when you're driving, but I don't know if you've ever taken the drive to, like, let's say Lake Tahoe, if you're coming from California or Carson City. It's nothing but, like, whiny, curvy roads. Or if you're traveling from uh, Truckee, California to Reno, up the mountain, or especially if you guys live out there in Colorado. There's a lot of whiny roads up there. But yeah, man. Nice, straight, long road. Kind of like when you go from Vegas to L.A. Four or five hour drive. However, there's this drive from Reno to Vegas that I really hate. That drive I do not like. Those are the kind of drives that... I'll do it once if I have to or twice and that's it. I told myself I'm never going to do that drive ever again. Uh, i probably done it maybe four times and the last time I did it was when I, uh, I brought Lizzie and my doggies. I rented a, 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 a minivan so I could put the kennels in there. It was like the final move 
from Reno to Vegas back in 2012. Sammy and my buddy Saul helped me drive a first trip with a big U-Haul and we were hauling my car in the back. Because we're in a big U-Haul and we're hauling a car, you have to go slow. Or else things start getting shaky and you start getting scared, you might flip over. Um, it was like, we had to go like 50 miles an hour, 55. If you went over that, it started shaking violently, you know. Sammy and Saul, we all took turns driving. That was a long drive, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, you're doing it with your buddies. You're fucking, we were freestyling. We had a blast. You know, especially when, when, when it's your homies and you're on a road trip. That's the best. It was bittersweet because I was moving away from Reno and these were my, my bros, you know, very close to these guys. And at the same time, we're going to, it was like a, a Vegas trip because we we're going to go hang out, have some drinks, hit up a club. We ended up meeting Coolio at a, at a club. <laughs> he was hanging out by himself. Coolio, the rapper. Um, but, um. Yeah, they helped me drive from Vegas, from Reno to Vegas, and then I paid for their air flight uh, back to Reno, um, airplane tickets back to Reno. And about a month and a half later, once I was established at my job in Vegas, I uh, I found um, a house to live in. I was living at my 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 wife's aunt and uncle's house. And they let me stay there for a month and a half. So then my wife, she found a job through the internet. She was applying to a bunch of places in Vegas and she found a job. And then she uh, ended up moving about a month and a half later. So that's when we made that final drive. I said, never again. I really never want to drive from Reno to Vegas again. It's, it's about eight or nine hour drive. It's, it's a really long drive. And here's the thing I hate about it. It's a two-lane road. That means if your life is at the other per person's hand, like, you know, like the other person that's going north, if you're heading south, your life depends on them. If they're not falling asleep on the wheel or if they're not distracted texting or a balloon pops and somebody gets scared and they swerve, you know, and then next thing you know, you got a head-on collision. Collision. It's like, those are the kind of road trips I hate. I don't, if there's a road that's a two-way road, fuck that. I hate that. I'd rather fly. And I know there's people that have the fear of flying. So do I, you know. I When, when I'm about to take off on a plane, I get nervous. I'm not going to lie. That's why, you know, I'll have me a couple drinks, so relax me a little bit. I've gotten better over the years. Uh, I, um, I throw in some uh, music or, or some uh, podcasts, you know. I play Angry Birds, something to distract me. Once we're up in the air, I'm good. And a lot of people have the fear of flying. I get it. But I have more fear of driving on a two-lane road. Not like in a city. Where you're going 30 miles an hour or so, but like 
I would say like in the desert like that's the scariest man like head on collision you know who's gonna call the cops you hardly ever have signal cell phone signal in the desert like who's gonna come rescue you you just until somebody comes by and but like where is the nearest fucking ambulance you know what I mean like the nearest ambulance is probably like 90 miles away you know and uh at least if you fucking crash on a plane, it's it's over. It's done. Richie Balance style, you know? That's scary though, man. I've always had I really always had a fear of flying. You always have people um, you know talk about it like like Whoopi Goldberg. You know Whoopi Goldberg, she's afraid of flying. She has a tremendous fear of flying. And it's always people like that, like that you think about like the first time they fly the plane crashes you know it's it's not always like that i'm just saying that that's always like the the thought you have like i have so much fear of flying that the first day or the first time i ever go on an airplane that's the day i die it was like richie balance in the movie he was afraid of flying because he kept having that dream of the airplane Two airplanes crashing in the air. Buddy Holly died. It was the day music died. That's sad, man. One of my favorite movies of all time, La Bamba. And then in recent times, you have uh, people like... Um, oh, man. that The name of that uh, really hot chick. Not Sierra. Uh, fuck, what's her name? The one that sings... Uh, First you don't succeed Oh fuck Aaliyah Yeah Oh man Yeah she died like A month before September 11th man I remember I was working at the airport I was working for Delta Airlines I was a baggage handler In, uh, in 2001 And I remember In August um, You know It's shark week <laughs> it was all over the news you always have news of people like getting bitten by a shark in, at the beach and um, and it was shark week too and it was just crazy just stupid news it, it's one of those times where the news is boring because there's nothing really going on and it sucked though because out of nowhere Aaliyah her plane was missing then you find out that her plane crashed somewhere in the Bahamas I believe or in the Caribbean she was filming that last video she made on the boat. I guess her, her, her plane was too heavy. That was sad, man. And that's crazy because in her world, in her dimension, she never lived 9-11. She, she passed away when uh, the world was looking bright. I mean, fuck. That really changed us, didn't it? Do you ever imagine sometimes, like, what if 9-11 would have never happened? What if, like, what would have happened if 9-11 would have never happened? What if? It reminds me when I was a kid, I used to collect comic books, and I used to read these comic books, like, what if Wolverine never became or had a titanium, 
you know, or what if this, what if that. There were these what, what if comics. I, I think you could Google it. I, I'm pretty sure it was Marvel Comics now that I think about it. It might be DC. But um, this is bro knowledge, so... You know, this pretend Google doesn't exist. Remember, <laughs> pretend it's before 2001. How about that? Where you could just say shit and be like, yeah, it's a fact. It's a fact. Trust me. Believe me. It's a fact. And people be like, all right, it's a fact. I believe you. You couldn't really fact check people. But yeah, what if 9-11 would have never happened, guys? Would you be with the person you are now, like husband, wife, girlfriend? Would you have the kids that you have now? Would this podcast exist? I almost think I would have ended up podcasting though, some one way or another. I really do believe that. Here's my argument for that. Let's just say 9-11 would have never happened. Uh, I'm not saying that's why I became a comic. But it altered history. One thing led to another. Um, would I be a comic still? Maybe, maybe not. Since I was a kid, I, I always wanted to entertain people. I remember I used to uh, get up on stage and dance like Michael Jackson. And I would pretend I was Richie Valens when I was little. Like I would always imitate the things I admired. And I remember I, I would admire Steve Martin... Jim Carrey um, and I was all into Seinfeld before 9-11 so maybe I maybe I would have ended up being a comic maybe um, but I do think I would have ended up doing some kind of podcast whether because I was religious I, I became very religious in 1997 when I was 15 uh, maybe I would have it would have been a, like a religious podcast I kind of had a mindset of recording um, Bible studies, Bible lessons back before I even started doing comedy. Um, a lot of you guys don't know this, but I, I was a young adults leader, or you could call it a pastor, young adults pastor at a church in Reno. I was really into Calvary Chapel. Uh, if you're familiar with Christian churches, my nose is getting clogged up, by the way. And the road is getting a little bit louder, so I'm going to try to t get closer to the mic. Hopefully you could hear this. But um, I was very religious, man. I was, uh, and I'm thankful for it. I'm, I'm thankful it was part of my life. And I'm thankful where I am now. Everything leads to where you are now. Whether you believe in destiny or not, your past is the reason you are where you are now. You get what I'm saying? Like Some people don't believe in destiny, and I, it's okay. I'm not saying I do believe in destiny, but the past is a fact. <laughs> everything you've done, that's a fact, Jack. So everything that's happened to you in your life, whether it's been negative or positive... And wherever you are right now, whether you're in a positive uh, area in your life or in a very dark area in your life, it all has to do with what happened to your past. You see what I'm saying? That's why it all ties together. So destiny has nothing to do with this. 
it's what happened in the past. So that's why I'm grateful. I'm grateful. It sounds fucked up, but I'm grateful my parents split up when I was 10. I'm grateful that my mom raised me and I'm grateful that I got in trouble. I was hanging out with the wrong crowd when I was 14 and 15. And I got in really big trouble when I was 15 years old. Uh, as a juvenile, I did some something bad. And you've, you've heard me talk about it on the podcast before. I don't, I don't like to broadcast it anymore. Um, but I, I did something bad that uh, got me in trouble. And my mom was very disappointed in me. And uh, it was just one of those things kind of like you do as a teenager. You get in trouble with the police, <laughs> school police and all that stuff. So it wasn't, I don't want to make it sound like I did a super like scary, like something really dark. No, it was just one of those teenage things that teenagers do. And you, and you get in trouble with the police and school. And next thing you know, uh, you know, <laughs> all right, I'm not going to get into deep on it, but um I remember when I got in trouble with these two friends. Uh, I'll put it like this. With, <laughs> now, I know some of you guys are wondering, but just think of uh, the game GTA. And, uh, you know, you, you, you get on a vehicle and... Uh, just drive around the city and then you know you get in trouble <laughs> that's as far as I'm getting into it but um because it's in the past I don't want it to back come back I'm, I was a minor by the way okay so I'm cleared all right I'm cleared but I'm grateful I, that happened I really am guys it's kind of like I want you to reflect like for example you Reflect on something that happened in your lifetime. Something that was life-changing. Something that altered your life. And uh, think about it. Did that have to do with the person you became now? You know what I mean? This is why that had a lot to do with my life-changing event it was the first time I picked up a Bible okay I got in trouble and I saw this little red Bible little New Testament <clears throat> now I had grown up religious but my mom was in between Christian and Catholic Christian and Catholic and uh but she was never very fully dedicated to being a Christian. And by Christian, I mean non, non-denominational, Pentecostal type of Christian church. Um, so this was the first time I picked up a Bible and first time I actually read it. I had been in church my whole life, never read the Bible. Just, I would be bored off my mind and services at church and I just wanted to go to church and play and have fun. I used to like making people laugh. I used to get in trouble in Sunday school. Get I used to get kicked out. 
But I was 15 years old, man. I picked up the Bible and I started reading the book of uh, Revelations. And it was very interesting. It was... I, even though Revelations, it could be very confusion, confusing. But it was... It made so much sense to me. Reading about the beast that came and deceived the nations and blah, blah, blah. It was so fucking interesting. And... Um, I really liked it. And then I started praying to God and I, I told God I wanted to change my life. And I, I had disappointed my mom so bad, my sisters, you know, my family, my dad. Even though my dad lived in El Paso, Texas at the time I was in Reno. I really gave my life and I dedicated it to, uh, to God. And... I would always carry my Bible later on. Uh, there was this uh, brother at church. His name was James. I don't know if James is still alive, but uh, he influenced me a lot. He was he was a Bible thumper, man. He he taught me so much about the Bible. I give him credit for a lot of the stuff I know. He taught me about the King James Bible, how it's, uh, you know. Whether, whether you're uh, an atheist or whatever you are listening, don't, don't fucking judge me over here. But I started learning about the King James, how it was, it was the most or, or the best translated Bible as far as the, the manuscripts. It came from the Texas Receptus manuscripts, but it's debatable. Now you could debate anything. You can fucking watch a video on YouTube and, you know, a lot of the newer versions of the Bible, like... New International Version, NIV, uh, the Jehovah Witnesses Bible. All, all the new Bibles you, you see now, they don't come from the Texas Receptus. They came from uh, the the Alexandrian manuscripts. The Alexandrian manuscripts, those were translated by the Gnostics. These uh, were a group of Christians. It was like a sect separate from the first Christians and they wrote a lot of the 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 translations they there was alterations but when it all comes down to it who knows who really knows you know but this is what what I'm trying to say this is what uh, brother James taught me in church he was a, an older gentleman Mexican uh, and Native American He's such a cool dude. I, I really love him. He was such a cool dude. So anyway, he would pass around these little chick tracks. If we go on, um, look up chick tracks. There were these little, you probably seen them, these little comic books. Like I said, I, I was always into comics. So there were these little comic books that talked to you about the gospel. And they were meant to evangelize, to uh, indoctrinate or to scare you that you're going to go to hell. So you need to receive Jesus in your heart. So... I would always pass around these tracks in high school after this. I, I, at the age of 15, I, I stopped hanging out with the friends I did. I really changed. That changed my course of history right there. And this is 1997 we're talking about. And I began, uh, I was fellowshipping at a Spanish church called uh, The Word of God in Spanish, uh, El Verbo de Dios. And that's where I met my wife. Lizzie, she was the pastor's daughter, but
But this doesn't, you know, we didn't fall for each other until like 2003, after 9-11. So I started really getting into church and uh, into God, some people would say. I like to think of it as, yeah, God, but at the same time, church, because a lot of Christians like to say, no, I'm not into church, I'm into God, but come on. You're, you're, you're pleasing a lot of people when you're at church and you're following the rules and we disguise it by saying, well, I'm serving God, but if you go and help out at church, you're really helping out because you don't want to displease the other church members, you know? There's a lot of man service that's disguised in the whole oh, I'm serving God, but you're really serving man. That's one thing I found out. Um, now that I look back, you know. For example, a lot of people say, uh, oh, I don't have a religion. I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Bro, you have a fucking religion. Shut the fuck up. Okay? The, the word religion is in the book of James, where it says true religion is those... It's not those who, who speak words, but those who do actions. So religion is actually a Christian thing. You should have a religion. Um, that's another thing that they would manipulate. Uh, it's not a religion. It's a relationship with Jesus Christ. Enough, okay? They say in the book of James, it says, you know what a real religion is, James says? Because I think James was so pissed off that a lot of followers of Paul were talking about just you're saved by grace, you're saved by grace, not of works. So um, I think James was really pissed. And he's like, dude, you guys need to start acting like you're Christians, not just saying you're Christians. So he said, true religion is those who go and help the widows and feed the poor. That's true religion. So a lot of these fuck faces that uh, I used to go to church with, I'm not, no, okay, let me back up. <laughs> when I say that, everybody gets insulted. People that go to church are uh, family members. I'm not saying everybody was a fuck face. I'm talking about the ones that I didn't like. <laughs> I don't want to drop names, but I knew there were some that were so fucking religious and pretended to be Christian and never took care of the poor, never... Uh, you know, they just, they go to church and serve God in disguise, but they're serving man. And then they don't take care of their family members, their mom. You know, I have family members that they pretend they're Christian, hardcore Christians, in the eyes of other people. And uh, they treat my mother like shit. You know? Just put it like that. I'm not religious no more. I'm not a Christian no more, but I love my mom and I take care of her. And I have family members that are in church and they're serving other people, strangers, uh, and they think they're okay. They think they're okay with God by treating my mom like a piece of shit. Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> um, but what the fuck was I talking about? This is a good conversation by myself, by the way. I hope you're enjoying it because I'm really reminiscing on a lot of things. Um, let me just get back to the story of 
I started going to church. This is why I would have a podcast. The whole reason I'm telling you all this, I think I, I still would have a podcast if 9-11 would have never happened. Um, so I start going into church. I really, I start getting my close friends to get into church, the ones that I grew up with, like my friend Tony, Jonathan. These guys, you know, I met him in church, but especially my friend Tony, he was not really into church. He just went to church because his mom went to church and, you know, he was pretty much one of those obligated kids that went to church like myself. But then I really got him to get into church and start serving with the youth. And me and Tony, we were, we've been best friends. We're still best friends. Um, we used to record on a little karaoke machine. Uh, me and him used to record and pretend we were on a radio show. And we were just being funny. I still have a video. I think I have a, a, a cassette my mom gave me of an old recording. I just don't have a cassette player anymore. But it's an old recording that me and Tony were doing where we're pretending we're on the radio station. We're taking in calls and <laughs> just messing around. You know, I used to have a talk boy. I used to record into it, pretend I was on the radio. I don't know why. Maybe it was like uh, destiny. <laughs> But um, I do remember doing that. And even after uh, 9-11, I remember recording with my friend Tony as well. But here's one thing that I've always been in. I was into podcasting, into listening, like into listening to uh, headphones and not listening to music, for example, listening to a Bible study or talk radio, I was really into it before 9-11 when I was working. Because I remember I would work at warehouses. Um, I was working at this warehouse. I want to say it was like, it was in Sparks, Nevada. And I remember I had a, a, a headset, a Sony Walkman. And I remember I used to take, uh, I used to go to the library, to the local library and check out books on tape. I was never into listening to music. I really was, I wanted to be entertained. So I remember I would get books on tape. Uh, I would listen to books. I remember I, I got the Bible on, on tape. I was listening to a dramatic version of the Bible. And I was kind of pissed because it wasn't the King James version, <laughs> but I had to, you know, settle for it. Um, but it was dramatized, so it was like like watching a movie, but you're listening to it. They had like voiceover actors and stuff. So when I was working at the warehouse, this is what got me through the day. Kind of like you guys listening to podcasts. Some of you guys have driving jobs. Um, like myself, I drive a lot for work. Um... And some of you guys work at a warehouse, maybe. But if you if you if you're somewhere where you're allowed to have headphones, wow, what a blessing, my brother. God God has been good to you, my brother. <laughs> Seriously, because it's it's you're really fortunate to be able to listen to headphones. There's a lot of places they don't let you do that no more. Um, 
sometimes if you have headphones like with a cord it might look bad so it's better to get yourself a bluetooth like those ones that go around your neck and uh, then you can listen to podcasts while you're working and it I think it's good for your head your your mind to your brain because you're listening to a show a podcast and at the same time you're multitasking you're working like me I have to problem solve a lot I have to fix things I troubleshoot computers machines networks but I'm listening to the podcast and I think it's good I think it, it's got a it's a, you know I have friends like like Tony for example Tony lives in Reno he's a cable guy in Reno and uh, I have no idea how he gets through the day without he doesn't listen to any podcasts I've, I've I told him to listen to mine before he's listened to a few episodes probably but um I really was into oh and my Walkman by the way it had uh, local TV stations the broadcasting stations so I was able to listen to let's say channel 8 4 2 and 11 in Reno that would be NBC CBS Fox and ABC and I believe it also had PBS um and I, I think they also had uh, TBN, actually, the Trinity Broadcasting Network, which was the, the crazy Christian channel with the big hair. A lot of makeup people were uh, crazy Benny Hinn. Remember Benny Hinn, the guy that used to make people fall down backwards? <laughs> um, so my, my headphone, I mean, my Walkman, I was able to listen to TV. So I would listen to everything, man. I love Lucy, uh, you know, daytime TV. What else? Regis and uh, Kathy back in the day. Morning News, The Ricky Lake Show, Jenny Jones. <laughs> All this while I was uh, working at this warehouse. And uh, so this is why since I was... Eventually, I, you know, I kept studying the Bible and went to a little bit of Bible college. Um, I always liked teaching people, mentoring people. I got into, you know, the leaders of the church. They, they noticed, of, you know, I had knowledge of the Bible and I really, I was passionate, so passionate. Even though I was a musician at church, um, Unlike other musicians at church, a lot of musicians at church, sometimes they're, they're all into music and they're, they become music nerds. And uh, they're usually, the musicians at church, by the way, are usually the worst people at church. <laughs> they're, they're the ones that go party and drink and uh, fuck all the girls. <laughs> but I was different. I, and I, I'm honest. I, I'm so, I'm dead serious. I was different because... I was so into church. I was so hardcore Christian that I looked down. I, I used to look at some of the musicians at church and I was like, I, I would, I was like, wow, these fucking, these poor souls, you know, because I had something that a lot of them didn't have. And I was really into the word of God. I was really, really into it. So anyway, the leaders, the pastors, people noticed that 
you know, I would correct some of the guys that would have home Bible studies and be like, uh, that's not what the Bible says. I was that guy. <laughs> I became a bump Bible thumper, just like that brother James I was telling you about. And, uh, and I would like get in, I would, these debates with, with these people at church, I would, I would destroy them because when you debate somebody, uh, like if we're debating sports or this and that, you know, bro knowledge. Yeah. You could debate and you could go back and forth for a while. But when you have the word of God to back you up, <laughs> I had King, I had the King James Bible, man. You can't fuck with me. Um, I would fuck people up, man. They would have all these things about, you know, speaking in tongues. I'd be like, you know what? The Bible says you shouldn't speak in tongues if you don't have a translator, motherfucker. And I would show them. It says it in Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians. Um, so I would like drop knowledge on these people. Seriously, I would like, I would scold these older people. Here I am, 16, 17, 18 years old. I knew more than a lot of these guys because I took it seriously. I really dedicated my heart, my life to God. Um, and after 9-11 happened, the world was shaken. The world changed, obviously. I remember writing in my journal. We have been attacked. I don't know by who, blah, blah, blah. It was, it's so funny looking back on my journal of that day. I didn't, I couldn't go to work at the airport. I was a baggage handler, remember? I ended up losing that job. <laughs> uh, but I do believe, I think, if I would have pursued, if, if my faith would have never been... Uh, if I would have never questioned my faith, because that's something we were told as a religion. Um, if you doubt, that's a sin. They really put it into your head. Um, I would have continued. I think I would have been pastoring a church. Me and my wife would have probably ended up leaving Reno, and usually that's the way it works. You get sent out to start a church in a new city so you can spread the gospel. Sometimes I regret, like, sometimes I'm like, fuck, like, I get nostalgic, you know, nostalgic, and uh, I don't know if I'm using that word correctly, but I start thinking of the past, like, wow, I miss those days. I miss the, the spending time with people at church, and I miss the times of teaching people, and, uh, but then I start thinking about other things i'm like oh yeah no never mind i'm glad i am where i am <laughs> um wow i don't really talk about this that much that's crazy but the last five years of my life i think it's been about five years since i stopped no it's been six now yeah it's been six years since i stopped being a a, a leader in church honestly i i, don't, I can't speak for tomorrow a tragedy might happen tomorrow. Something bad. I don't know. I might not be here. I'm not I might not be alive, but they have been the best last six years of my life. 
do I party? Yeah, I party now. I drink. I, I, uh, I cuss. Obviously, I got into comedy. <laughs> but um, I don't regret not being in church anymore. One day I want to get down and talk more about this, actually. But, and I'll, I'll tell you the reasons why. Um, I am where I am now, I would say. But, um, yeah, I don't regret it. It's been the, the best five, six years. I missed the days of church when I was in church. I missed those days. But, but I am, I'm, I'm glad it happened. You see what I'm saying? This all ties in back to what I was telling you. Like, your past is what makes you today. There's a reason why you are who you are today. So I got to be grateful for the good things and the bad things. Bad things happen in church? Yeah, of course. Bad, you know, like any any other place. A lot of good things happen too. But regardless, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. Um... I think eventually I would have ended up being or continue being a leader in church, teaching the Bible. And even though I've always had music, I would play music at church and the worship team. I think I would have ended up recording kind of like a podcast or a Bible study. I do believe that. Because like I said, I was already into listening to sermons on audio, Chuck Missler, Kent Hovind. I think Kent Hovind's in jail now because he didn't pay his taxes. He was the guy, uh, Dr. Dino, he used to talk about um, dinosaurs and the flood and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I think I would have. I would have still been a podcaster. Probably religious though. That's crazy, huh? Fucking... When you think about different dimensions, what if there's a different Freddy in a different uh, dimension? And, uh, you know, <laughs> and he's out there right now teaching the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Um, by the way, if you guys are religious, I don't mean disrespect. I, I respect everybody. Um your faith I respect what you believe in I don't judge you I don't down upon you if you believe or don't believe I I'm happy I'm happy for you I I speak these things because of what happened in my past and where I'm at and how I look at things my worldview right now but I honestly respect people now the people I don't respect is the people that uh the hypocrites, you know what I'm saying? I still have some friends that they play in church, they play music, and they sleep around, they go to the club, fuck girls, and then they pretend they're they're holy in church. That's the shit that bothers me. And it's always bothered me. When I was in church, I hated it, and now I hate it. That's I really that's why when I started like falling off I was like if I'm gonna live this way if I'm gonna party if I'm gonna drink I'm not gonna be pretending I'm something else 
So that's why I had to step down. I'm like, I can't keep living this way. Um, by the way, let's wrap this up. Um, I want to give a big, big shout out to um, these pastors. I forgot. I don't know their names, but um, they used to be pastors at uh, Calvary chapels, different Calvary chapels, I believe. And they have a podcast now called Drunken Pastors. Look them up. I want to have one or, or both of them on the show one day, uh, probably through the phone. But uh, Drunken Pastors, man, these guys, I think one's an atheist and one's Catholic now. Uh, but they were both Calvary Chapel pastors at one point, which is the same background I had in my latter teenage years I, I started leaning more towards a uh calvary chapel churches and got away from the pentecostal crazy shaking rolling on the floor screaming church and i went to a more fundamental bible teaching church like calvary chapel because they they taught verse by verse from beginning to the end uh when it came to the bible they didn't just like a lot of it, for those of you that don't know, there's a lot of churches like Christian churches where the pastor decides what he's going to teach, uh, where he, he goes up every Sunday and he, he, he feels the, the church needs to hear about tithing. So today I'm going to teach about tithing. That's how a lot of churches are. They're topical. So they pick and choose what they want to teach you. Well, Calvary chapels, uh, they were founded by the great Chuck Smith um, in the 60s and 70s during the Jesus movement. And he started teaching about, you know, teaching the Bible verse by verse. Uh, and he wasn't the first. There was people before him, like, um, I believe his last name was McGee, something like that. J. Vernon McGee. Uh, see, I know my shit, man. I got bro knowledge. Um, but... You know, it's called expositionary, expositionary Bible study. So that's where they do verse by verse, chapter by chapter. So anyway, these guys, these two pastors, ex-pastors, now they have a podcast. And it's pretty cool, man. They talk about topics that happen during, you know, current events and they do commentary on it. They're really cool. I really love their point of view. And while they're podcasting they're these two friends um they're having a drink or two you know and it's it's really fun it's a lot of fun so i definitely recommend that if you can look them up um tag me if you hit them up on twitter say hey fred Recker send me to you guys so yeah man shout out to them another shout out i want to give out to um who was it uh, oh yeah sam tripoli he has a new podcast uh, Sam Tripoli, you've heard him on Joe Rogan's podcast, Joey Diaz, Burke Kreischer's. He has another podcast called Punch Drunk Sports. And he has a new podcast. You can look it up on iTunes under the title The Naughty Show or look up Sam Tripoli, but it's called Safe Place. Or if you go to my Twitter, you'll see I, I, I'm always reposting his, uh, his podcast. It's a really cool podcast, man. It's kind of like this one today. Uh, it's a lot of him talking about things, going on rants on certain issues, things that are going on in the news or whatever. He's a really good dude, man. Sam Tripoli is one of the nicest guys I know, one of the funniest comedians I know. He's 
one of the best podcasters I know. Uh, he, he really is an awesome dude. So check him out and also tag me. Let him know. Hey, Freddie sent me here. Give me some credit. God damn it. All right, guys. Um, so check him out. He has a especially check out episode here. Let me let me make sure. I just posted it on Twitter. Um, this episode was amazing, guys. Uh, it was really good. I just posted it today, actually, in the morning. That's how I started my day. A little bit of podcast. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's called Safe Place. Uh, it's going to be labeled episode 27. And it says I'm all over the place. But it's a really good episode. So check that out, guys. Like I said... Uh, let them know. Freddie sent me. Also, last thing, favor, poor favor, favor. Um, can you please go on iTunes? I don't know if you've had, have you done it yet? I might be repeating myself. Please, I beg you, give us a five star review, guys. I know a lot of you guys, Gomez, Chavo, David Nunez, a lot of you guys have done it. Thank you so much, by the way. Uh, we're gonna, we're, we really have fun doing this podcast and uh if you could take the time to go to itunes and give us a five-star review and make fun of me how about that make fun of me say something funny and then give me a five-star review you by the way have you done it if you've uh, already had uh gave a five-star review you could go back and edit it so if you want to go in there and let me know you changed it i want to read it on the show uh and uh yeah by the way one of the cool things i like about drunken pastors the podcast to all their uh listeners that give reviews they uh they send them uh, a shot glass with their logo of drunken pastors so that's something me and roberto are in the works for 2017 everybody that has given us a five-star review i want to get your address and send you Maybe a keychain. No, a keychain is kind of stupid. Um, more like a, a bottle opener with our label of the podcast. Or a shot glass or something. Something cool like that. Because I, I think it's pretty cool. It'll be a nice way to represent. It's, you know, that you listen to, to the podcast. And uh, when you're drunk and you, your drunk friend's like, Oh, what's that logo for? You can be like... This is the best podcast in the world. It's called Thanks for the Invite, motherfucker. Um, and it's not that expensive. I'm pretty sure it's, you know, it's really not that expensive. So, cool, man. Let's, let's, uh, I hope you guys all spend a beautiful Thanksgiving. I mean, fuck, Christmas. Happy New Year's with your family members. Um, you know, I'm sorry if you have loved ones that have passed. And this might be a sad season right now, but uh, we're all in this together, man. I want to send you my my love, the good vibes, um, and and those of you that have family members, your children, your relatives, uh, treat them well, man. Love them. Love them, like cherish them, man, because you know. We're all going to die. We're all going to die. You don't know when you're going to die. Nobody knows. When. Aaliyah didn't, didn't know she was going to die. We all think we're going to live forever. We really do. Look at 9-11. It happened and 
a lot of people, they were just wiped out, out of this dimension. You never know when it's the last day. And uh, sorry to get all, you know, preachy over here, but seriously, it's the, it's the Christmas season. Some people might be like, well, that's hypocritical. You should be you should be grateful. You should be loveful throughout the year. Well, yeah, bitch, do it. Be loveful. How about that? But um, it, 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 it is the Christmas season, so I'm going to address it, you know. Spend time. Spend beautiful time with your family, you know. They're going to remember these days, especially if you have kids. Like my buddy Justin Ruff, I always see him posting pictures. You can see he loves his kids so much, you know. David Nunez. Che, Chavo, all you guys that have kids, you know, it's beautiful to see the pictures you post. I don't have kids, but I, again, I'm not religious, but I don't look down on you. You know, I don't, I love that. I love the fact that you, you live the life that you live and I enjoy that. I enjoy that you're happy. So yeah, man, I know your family, your kids, they're going to remember these days. These are the days that count, you know, a lot. They really do. There's some people that never celebrate Christmas, and uh, they don't have nice memories. And uh, you can make some nice memories this Christmas season. So, doesn't now it doesn't just have to be to your kids. It could be to a, a coworker, somebody that needs something. Uh, you know, somebody that's lonely this Christmas season. You know, maybe you are that person that could help them uh, get through this uh, in an easier way, easier manner. You know. So shed the love, spread the love, guys, spread the love, the joy, you know, if you're a Christian, spread the love of Christ, like you're supposed to, like what the Bible says, you know, be filled with the Holy Spirit. How about that? How about that? Maybe I should do Bible studies, even though I'm not religious. How about that? How about that? Huh? Huh? How about I start a new podcast? It's called uh, Bible Studies with Freddie. <laughs> that's a good idea, actually. Go through. Oh my God, that's a really good idea. Hell yeah! That, you know what just happened right now? Rema. You know what Rema means? That's when you have a revelation from God. Yeah, Rema all the way, baby. Um. That's a great idea for a podcast. A podcast, a Bible study coming from an ex-religious uh, person. You might think, oh, well, you're just going to be skeptic and, um, you know, the typical, you're just going to say why the, this verse is wrong. And No, how about if I do a Bible study and tell you what my interpretation is as far as if I was a Christian? Maybe I'll just do one episode and see how it goes. That would be cool. Pick a book, maybe the book of James, the book of Hebrews, or the book of Ephesians. Ephesians talks about being saved by grace, not through works. And then James kind of contradicts it and says, it's not just faith, it's also works. <laughs> oh, good times. All right, guys, we are out. Check me out. Go to freddycorea.com. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And God bless you. Bye.